Hello Forever family. I'm Shannon. I'm the recovery pastor at Trustful First United Methodist Church. And so today's message, we're going to talk about moral inventory or basically having a, a daily heart checkup. So this goes along with scripture, Matthew 5, 8, which says, We are to openly examine and confess our faults to ourselves, to God, and to someone we trust. This is scary because this is us being vulnerable. Anytime we reveal what we're really dealing with, uh, most of us will fear the reactions of others. But today we're going to talk about having a heart checkup. So think about your moral inventory as being a huge warehouse. And in this warehouse, you know, shipments come in and they're repackaged and sent back out. And that's the same way it is in our life. The hurts or the joy that comes into our hearts become repackaged and we send that back out. So in our heart inventory, our huge warehouse of our moral inventory... We have things that have came in from our parents, from our grandparents, from our friends, from our acquaintances, from our frenemies. We can go on and on with the list. But the things that come in and the things that are stored in our warehouse are the things that we need to confess. They're the things that either bring us a happy smile or it feels like this heavy burden. So some of the things that you may be dealing with or you may need to confess to somebody may be things from a standpoint of anger or shame, fear, guilt. Maybe it's grief. Maybe it's abandonment from years gone by. Maybe it's an overwhelming joy because everything is just falling in line with with how you want things to be in your life. Maybe it's just contentment. You're good with where you're at. Maybe it's emptiness, resentment. Maybe it's depression, frustration. Maybe you feel inadequate. Then again, you know, I think about how the forklifts are going back and forth through the the warehouse. And to me, that's how I see excuses. They're bouncing around in that warehouse of, of just blame. But then again, you know, maybe you're struggling more on a physical level. Maybe your pain is physical. Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's emotional. Or maybe it's financial. But regardless, we all have a warehouse that's full of something that's moving around. And remember, a warehouse brings things in, repackages it, and sends it back out. So we need to take a moral inventory of what we are sending out. So first, the very first step we must do is we must confess to ourselves i know this sounds silly it's really silly because we know what we're struggling with every day we carry the burdens we don't have to verbalize it but when you verbally say it instead of just thinking it you actually acknowledge it it becomes tangible it becomes a separate item it becomes something you smaller that you can deal with So I tell people, why don't you look at yourself in the mirror? Look at yourself. Give yourself a chance to really see yourself. Again, that probably sounds crazy. But when you look at yourself and you say, I forgive you. Or you look at yourself and say, it's okay to be loved. Or if you look at yourself and say, 
it's okay to leave those people behind because they're toxic. You're worth more. Sometimes you have to look at yourself and say, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to cry. It's okay to not be the strong one. But we need to confess to ourselves, to really look ourselves in the eye and give ourselves the true value that we need, the true grace that we need. Sometimes that's hard to give ourselves grace. Sometimes it's hard to forgive ourselves because we have to constantly be strong in some area of our life. But that's the first step. We confess to ourselves. The second step, we confess to God. Okay, He knows what we're dealing with. We all know that. He knows our heart. He knows our motives. But just as a child comes to a parent with something they're struggling with, the parent wants to help them find the potholes in the road. They want to help them navigate. God's the same way. He wants to help us figure out this path. And we must remember there's nothing we can do or say that will first catch God off guard or second, make God stop loving us. Because the one thing about addiction is no far, no matter how far we run from God, every time we turn a corner, we see glimpses of him because he never leaves us. He wants us to be prosperous and happy because everything that scripture says God created, God said it was good. So if the world says you're bad and you're wrong and you're never going to be anything, tell them to take it up with God. Because God created you perfectly in his image. Perfectly. Individually. No two of us are like. That's how God individually loves us. We're not cookie cutters. We are perfect creations. Molded by his hands. So remember that. Whatever the world is throwing at you. Sometimes, and I've had to do this. Sometimes you have to step back and say, Okay, this is how God created me. I'm trying to learn, but until I do, you're going to have to take it up with God. So why don't you pray for me? That usually kind of makes them take a step back. The third step, we must confess to someone we trust. Okay, this is saying it out loud. This is actually saying it and seeing their reaction because sometimes that's really scary. It's real when you see their reactions. But they still love us. I truly believe it takes a village. We have our crew. We have our recovery crew. We have the ones that we can go to and just tell them all of our junk. And they never leave us because they have struggled too. They understand the struggle. So they see us. They hear us. But they still are connected with us. Now, this also means they will speak criticism to us constructively, but in love. Because they want us to become stronger. They want us to grow into that person that God created us to be. They want to help us get better, not break us down. That's the difference. If someone speaks to you in love, they're trying to help you grow. If someone's constantly criticizing you, telling you you're worthless, they need to be gone. Kick to the curb. Find new playgrounds, new playmates. You need people that are going to speak truth to you. 
because they want to build you up and mold you and help you go through the pruning process to become a better person. As humans, we create, we crave uh, our connection with each other. So we will accept the constructive criticism from someone we trust because we know that the truth hurts But it also is a healing process. That pruning process is needed in everything we do. So we're not here to play the blame game. The blame game is basically us just spewing our hurt back out. So hurt came into our warehouse. We just repackaged it and we sent it right back out to throw on other people. That's not what we're supposed to be doing in recovery. So we must must learn to work toward being healed. So that we can help others. Because if nothing changes, then nothing changes. And until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're not going to change anything. But you can't help people until you've allowed God to heal those areas of your life. Because those healed areas will be the exact place where we can help someone else that's still hurting in the exact same area. So how do we do a moral inventory? How do we work a daily moral inventory? Well, there's six steps. Super easy, but they are required. The first is we must set aside time to reflect on our daily activities. Who did I interact with? What did we talk about? Was I speaking life or was I just critical of them? Was I breaking them down? Second, we have to get real about our actions during the day. We have to actually acknowledge the areas that we may not want to deal with or maybe the people we don't want to deal with. We still have to acknowledge every action through our day. Third, compare our actions to Scripture. If we were to leave the earth today, right now, and stand in judgment, what would be said about our actions? So we need to compare our actions to Scripture. Fourth, We ask if we're really acting Christ-like. When people see us, do they dread us coming, walking up to them? Or do they look forward to times with us? You know, because we're trying to build them up and not break them down. We're trying to help them heal instead of hurt them. We're trying to help them and encourage them to chase after their dreams And not just feed their flesh thorns for a temporary moment of gratification. Fifth. Well, this is the tough one. We make a list of those that we need to apologize to. And I know there's times that you just want to grit your teeth and not apologize for days. But you know what? You're holding that in your warehouse. You're holding that in your heart. So when you do that... It's like you drinking poison and hoping someone else to get sick. I know you've heard that before if you've been around recovery for at least a minute. It doesn't work. And last, six. We see if we're actually forming good relationships and good habits. Are we actually forming new habits that will help us prosper And grow into the better person that God created us to be. Instead of the hurting person that spews hurt that the world wants us to be. Believe it or not, I'm a firm believer the world thrives on hurt. 
I just believe that. I've seen too many people out in the world where poor pitiful me is never going to get anywhere. I can't do anything. Can't, 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 can't. But yet, I've also seen people who walk in obedience with God's will, who humble their hearts, and even when they face a wall that they feel like they, they, they can't get over or they can't get around, they'll sit there for a minute and say, okay, I can do this. There is a way. There's always a way. And they'll figure it out. So are we forming good habits or bad habits? Because, again, that's what you bring into your warehouse. You repackage it and you send it back out. So are you sending out good habits or bad habits? Because believe it or not, throughout this whole walk, there's always somebody watching you to see how you handle life, how you cope with the next issue, how you get up after the next time you stumble and fall. Because that's how they're learning to cope and to deal with life is through watching you. You may not realize that, but every single one of us has someone watching us deal with life. You know, a heavy spiritual heart can actually be physically painful. That burden is very heavy. Sometimes it feels so heavy it's hard to breathe. Sometimes it feels like it's just one day just going to crush us. Are you tired? Is your warehouse full of inventory that's not being shipped back out? Is it getting filled all the way up to the rafters? Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. And you know this scripture. You've heard it so many times. Probably not fully. Probably in bits and pieces. And maybe as soon as I start saying it, you'll know it by heart. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take on my yoke. And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Where that scripture starts out, all who are weary and burdened. I can't help but think about the forklifts in the warehouse running as fast as it can, shifting stuff around, trying to make room, but there's still more shipments coming in and and all of a sudden you're boxed in and you can't move and and if you're claustrophobic, physically or spiritually claustrophobic, you go into a panic. That's where the enemy wants us. He wants us in a panic. He wants us where we can't breathe. He wants us where we can't think. He wants us where we cannot even comprehend what is going on because we're so overwhelmed but right now we have the opportunity every single day to do a moral inventory to clean out our warehouse so I want to encourage you I really want to encourage you to be brave and stand in front of a mirror and confess your day but most of all I want to encourage you to journal Journal your daily activities. And when you start to see those patterns form that they're not great, 
would encourage you to reach out to your sponsor. Reach out to someone you trust. Clean out that that moral inventory warehouse. Because God's got so many blessings he wants to give to you. And if your warehouse is full, you can't catch those blessings. I hope you've received confirmation, maybe some clarity, maybe a special message through this from the Holy Spirit. So until next time, my name's Shannon. I'm the recovery pastor. Always remember to be a blessing, speak life, put your faith feet into action to cause a ripple effect. Until next time, much agape, everybody.